0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Go 24 seven podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Billy Embody. Shay Dixon will be along in just a second. As the summer months pick up, we wanted to go ahead and kind of reset the board, not for recruiting which we will do on these podcasts on occasion, but for each position group at LSU. So really by the middle of June, we should be done assessing where things stand at every position on the team uh, and, and kind of looking at where things stand heading into the 2021 season uh, and fall camp and all of that. So let's be, begin with the quarterbacks, uh, a position that has seen some change as of late. So it's kind of timely as well. And Shay. Um, we're going to touch on about five t- topics, really, uh, as we kind of break down these position groups. And you know, for quarterback, it's a pretty easy place to start. T.J. Finley transfers to Auburn uh, in a move that came together pretty quickly. The SEC's most likely, it seems like, going to uh, allow transfers to uh, play right away within the conference. Uh, that's going to be looked at in June. So T.J. Finley opts to stay in the SEC and in the SEC West to play for Auburn and provide some depth in that quarterback room uh, for that new coaching staff.
2: Yeah. I mean, you can kind of look at this in a number of ways from LSU's view. You knew that eventually you weren't going to keep what they had tabbed as the deepest quarterback room uh, that they had had in a decade plus. That's true. But in the age of the transfer portal, You know, you're only, uh, that's a fleeting moment you're holding on to. One of those guys is ultimately going to feel like they were on the outside looking at and they were going to leave. So they've braced for that, right? They've recruited well. They had two quarterbacks in the class uh, that Finley was in, including Max Johnson, obviously. They've still got a veteran in Brennan. You've got a new guy in Nussmeyer. So uh, things appear to be good there. Now, on Finley's end, you can argue that if his goal, Billy, was to stay in the SEC West, and I talked about this on the board, that Or to stay even in the SEC, let's say, or to stay in the top level of college football. He, it's a good fit, right? I mean, he gets to go to an SEC West school. So you're staying in that, you know, level of competition. The only guy he, in theory, if he was number three on LSU's depth chart, he's probably walking in to be number twos on Auburn's. And Bo Nix has been the starter, but I wouldn't say he's firmly entrenched as the starter. So a chance for competition. And they've got a whole new coaching staff, Billy. So, in a way, you know the slate is wiped clean a bit for everybody, maybe Nick's included. But uh, Finley may be able to make up some ground over the summer and into fall camp. Uh, but more than anything, would be a snap away from playing again as the starter. Uh, we didn't know if that was going to be the case this fall. I think all things considered, this probably is. You know, works out as you figured for LSU. You were going to lose a guy, but for Finley, it's not like he's dropping down a ton in competition, but it might be closer to the field.
1: Right, and look, Brian Harrison is is not married to Bo Nix. He didn't recruit him, so you know this adds competition. This adds a quarterback that clearly works hard. I mean, T.J. Finley dropped that weight, got into the playbook, was able to start a few games uh, for LSU, and 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 was the first guy to start uh, coming off of that Miles Brennan injury and got some experience. You know, it's up and down with T.J. Finley, and it's kind of like how Bo Nix was um, a little bit. So. Uh, This is good for, for TJ Finley to get into a room that, you know, there, there at least is probably a legit competition going on. Um, Will he win it? I still think Bo Nix, you know, is your starter at Auburn uh, most likely Um, and play calling is, was probably a big issue of some of his um, up and down um, times at, at Auburn early in his career, just because, you know, Gus Malzahn just, I mean, he got roasted for play calling all the time. So, you know, good for TJ Finley to find a good high level of football that, um, obviously he wants to be a part of and play in the sec and, you know, we wish him the best. I mean, he he was always, um, you know, great in interviews, you know, as a recruit, as a player, um, clearly motivated to, to play at the highest, highest level. So best of luck to him. And that leaves LSU with three scholarship quarterbacks heading into the 2021 season. Miles Brennan, the, the really the, you know, veteran of the bunch, I would say, you know, hasn't played a ton uh, of football, but has been around the, the team for quite some time now. And then Max Johnson, who led LSU to two wins to close out the year, uh, including that upset win over Florida, took the first team snaps in spring. And then Garrett Nussmeyer, the four-star quarterback who enrolled early and showed a lot of strong potential in in Baton Rouge already this spring. And honestly, probably a reason why uh, TJ Finley opted to go ahead and transfer now. Uh, Shea, this room is still deep and we'll get to the recruiting Part of uh, everything later on in the podcast with Walker Howard, you know, coming in, uh, but uh, this room is still a strong uh, part of this football team. And between Miles Brennan and Max Johnson, you're probably going to end up with a pretty good starter.
2: Yeah, I don't think you can go wrong. I've said it a few times that I think that the net result. So let's say they play 12 games. I think that they could go nine and three, ten and two, something like that. With both quarterbacks, I think it would look different. I think how they game plan and and offense or you know how they obviously uh, approach um, the style wise the offense or how they want to attack teams would be different They have different skill sets but I saw enough from Brennan in just three games a year ago to know that he was settling in he was throwing for 300 plus a game he could put up big numbers there and then when Max got in he showed what he was able to do in terms of keeping plays alive with his feet uh, mixing in a good amount of plays that they weren't running with Brennan you feel a little bit better of uh, getting Max, you know, kind of out there and, and hit and things like that, especially coming knowing Brendan's coming off an injury. Uh, and then Max just made play after play. He could go deep. He could go side to side uh, in the sort of short and intermediate game. And he was just, what, two games into starting. So I think they're in good hands either way there. and Both guys have multiple years of eligibility left. So it's a good I, – I like the room a lot. Now, the status of this room needs to remain status quo in terms of having three guys. Into the fall, because I think that a worry becomes what if Max is a starter? Does Miles leave? And then you're down to two quarterbacks. Well, she's been in that spot before, recently, as a few years ago. So it's a slippery slope, but it's the age of the portal. And certainly, I guess Finley would be more of the age of the portal. Brendan has waited around a long time. If he wasn't the guy, nobody's going to fault him for leaving. But I'm interested to see that. I like the status of the room. I'd turn to love it if they still have those guys on fall ends.
1: Right. That is the big key. This competition has to go into fall camp and it has to be, you know, a legit one. And, you know, whether you're on the Max Johnson train or the Miles Brennan train, or maybe there's even a Garrett Nussmeyer train, um, this room has to have three scholarship quarterbacks once this season begins, at least, or I mean, you know, you're, you're, you, you, you're up uh, up against a really tough situation because if you, Miles Brennan or Max Johnson, which I don't think Max Johnson's going to transfer, but um whoever ends up, you know, not starting if one of them leaves, you know, you've got Garrett Nussmeyer and that's it. So, you know, Ed O'sron's biggest task this summer is managing that room, managing the expectations, uh and Jake Pete you know, will be a part of that as well. Uh what's kind of the focus I think and we can talk about each of the guys in the room, but I mean, for me I look at Miles Brennan and, you know, you just want to kind of build more consistency, you want to play clean. You obviously want to continue to, you know, build yourself up so that you can take hits and 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 last through the the SEC season because Max Johnson's a big, you know, uh strong quarterback and has some size to him and, and appears that he can withstand uh the SEC slate and everything like that. So you know I think for Brennan going into the summer, he's gonna to have to continue to get his body right, get it strong and ready to go for this season. Um what's your take on what some of these guys need to work on going in the summer?
2: I think the biggest, for me, the biggest focus will be time spent. And and I know, look, getting a new offensive coordinator in means adjusting to um, a ton of things that come with that as the quarterback, right? Like you're dealing with more than any other position uh, in terms of putting together what needs to be done in the offseason and in camps to have this offense clicking under Pete's uh, and a new passing game coordinator in Mangus. But I think the turnover on roster from, and we saw this with. Turnover turnover on roster really from Chase and Marshall and Jefferson two years ago, obviously. And then you've got McMath and Sullivan was in that mix, guys who really dominated the touches the past uh, two years. There's a group of about five of them, five or six of them. You don't really have any of those guys back beyond Butte who there at the end was clicking. Well, he was clicking with Max Johnson, who the two of them had put in a lot of work together. Neither of them were expecting to play or start. So they were working with backups or working with the second team and beyond, getting summer workouts together when they first got here. And you could see that rapport. The same thing happened with Jefferson and Burrow. The same thing can then happen with Burrow and Chase, you know, in in different stretches. So I think if these guys can get in with all of these, I mean, you've got five receivers you just signed. You've got Boutte, who's proven to be one of the best in the country. You've got some older guys who have been in the program longer uh, than a guy like Max Johnson uh, and Dre Jenkins and John Trey. How do you get on the same page with all of those guys, elevate the offenses, um, sort of look going into fall camp in terms of that cohesiveness and and sort of um, timing and everything that comes with that quarterback wide receiver relationship? So I think just as important for me, the biggest focus of the quarterbacks needs to be the same as wide receivers. Get together as much as you can, uh, given you're not practicing again as a team until the fall.
1: You make a you make a great point there. Just getting on the same page, being able to you know break down this offense and know it in inside and out, and and that that is both a quarterback and a wide receiver, uh, not issue, but something that needs to be done. And that was what made the twenty nineteen offense so great. I mean, those guys got together all the time and through all the time in the off season, and just had everything down. And when fall camp rolled around, and even SC, I remember SEC media days where that was a confident bunch going off to. Uh, uh, hoover or atlanta or where, wherever we were uh for that and and they said look we're gonna we're gonna be dominant and that's because of the work they put in now i mean the talent level there and, and especially that the receiver position is something that's totally different you know probably going into this uh 2021 season than it than it was um yeah i don't know if there's three nfl wide receivers running around there just yet um so they're gonna need receivers to step up which we'll cover on a future podcast. But I think for for Garrett Nashmyer he needs to continue to build confidence um you know just because he could end up being one snap away or two snaps away or however it you know plays out uh for him so he just needs to you know clean up his game and really learn from that spring game I think there were a ton of great learning points for him I think if you're Max Johnson you want to continue to um you know just develop as far as decision-making, being quicker with the ball, you know, stuff that, you know, he did a really good job of as a true freshman down the stretch. Um, but again, you are a true freshman. You can still improve off of that. You know, I think this starting quarterback race, and, and I mean, it seems like weekly we get asked about it whenever we do our good 24-7 chat for VIP subscribers. So check that out. Um, you know, if you're a podcast listener, subscribe and, and join us on the chat on Wednesdays. But you know, the the thing is with this starting quarterback race, it's Miles Brennan versus Max Johnson in reality. And the way Ed Ogeron handled spring with Max Johnson being the first quarterback to take the snaps made a lot of sense. But how is he going to handle it and, and make this decision? Because, you know, Miles Brennan was one of the better quarterbacks in the SEC statistically, and especially once he moved back past that, uh, bad first half against Mississippi State, and then he goes down with an injury, and then Max Johnson wins you two straight games, plays really well down the stretch. W- what's your take on this quarterback competition? Because I, I feel like you know you can flip a coin, and and that would probably be the starter at this point.
2: I mean, I think you can. Here's my gut feel. I think that Orgeron saw them finish 2-0. and He saw Max rally the team. He saw... Max grit them really you know in a way the team certainly all 50-something scholarship guys at that point played a big role right they played together and uh and they got it done at the end I think that's fresh on Orgeron's mind I mean they could have finished three and seven or whatever and it was salvaged by a 500 season you skip a bowl game uh, as they opted out of it and then took the self-imposed penalties and and you sort of start from scratch you know you turn the page but I should say that you turn the page, you don't start from scratch in Orgeron's mind. I think he sees Max as the guy who then should be leading them into the offseason. And I think that because then he said as much by saying Max is getting the first first team reps to start out spring because he earned it. He was 2-0 as a starter. Now, um, anyone who's been on the board knows I'm a big Miles Brandon fan. But I like I see what everybody sees in Max. I was a big fan of Max coming out of high school. So I think they're in a good spot either way here. I do think, as you said, that fall camp's quarterback battle needs to be a battle, right? You need to have it open, push those two guys, see which guy's going to go and take it. And I do believe that they'll go into that um, with Pete's and Orcheron and everyone having somewhat of a clear mind and saying, OK, who's really going to get it done for us here against UCLA in a few weeks? And, and I think arguments can be made for both. I, uh, But I do. If you're asking right now who I thought would start, I would say Max.
1: Yeah, that's going to be interesting. And I think, you know, the thing the thing about it is you could go out to UCLA and just play both. I mean, it, it's it's a tough it's a tough thing to try to figure out. And you've got, you know, some games certainly after UCLA where you could let it play out a little bit more, get get some film, but you know, by SEC, they if you have two quarterbacks, I'm a big believer you don't have one. Um at least one that can lead you to Atlanta and, you know, maybe, you know, sh- you know, kind of shock uh, the pundits going into the season and and lead you to Atlanta and, and, and um, you know, be a, a national championship contender. You know, I think this is a new year's six team if it all comes together for them. Well, um, but if they're going to, they, they've got to settle on a quarterback. I don't necessarily think it has to be game one to beat UCLA. This offense in 2020 was good. Um, it had its moments where it wasn't for sure, but um, statistically it was a pretty good offense. And that was with the old system with an offensive line that really struggled um, you know, to, to create holes in the run game, especially struggled a bit, protection. Yeah, I think this offense is going to be the strong point of this team. I really do. Um, I think the strongest position group is the defensive line, um, but I think the offense will be the strong point of this team. Uh, and it's because of Miles Brennan and Max Johnson. I, I, I think there's, you know, I, I think going into UCLA, Ed O'Gron's probably going to play two quarterbacks. And that's probably the best way to handle it so that you walk out of the season with or you walk into the season with both guys there um you know i guess that's a cop out you know for me to try to not answer who i think will start right away i mean i kind of think it would be miles but you know who knows we'll see we've got so much time for that and speaking of time there's only a few days left for you guys to take advantage of a vip special we have going on on go 24 7. you can get two months of team and recruiting coverage, the VIP Intel for just a dollar. So check that out on go 24 seven. We've had a ton of people uh, subscribe already in the first day and a half of it being run. It ends on Friday, check that out. Um, And you'll wanna be on because there's a lot of recruiting news to cover. And one thing that really uh, we don't have to pay attention to in 2022 is quarterback. And we've been talking about quarterbacks on this edition of the pod. And that's because five-star Walker Howard is committed to LSU. Uh, coming off a state championship, was named Louisiana's Gatorade Player of the Year. Uh, Shay, this is, um, you know, as good as you can ask for uh, as uh, of a situation, you know, even with T.J. Finley transferring, uh, because Walker Howard will get even more reps when he gets on campus next summer.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that they've set themselves up super well here. And, you, and taken two in that class of Finley and Johnson. It paid off because you got to get starts out of both of them. You got to decide which guy you were moving forward with. And the other guy transferred out and didn't leave you with nobody in that class. It left you with a presumed potential starter. So I like that they've got Brennan down to the, you know, a guy Max's age. And then right behind him, you've got Nussmeyer, who you know you can take your time with, but he had a great senior year at Marcus. He had a really good junior year, uh, but he continues to get better. We heard great things about him all spring. Uh, He's got a live arm. I think they will be, They feel good uh, about him being part of that uh, future. And then, as you mentioned, Walker Howard, son of Jamie Howard, uh, he'll wind up being and already is one of the top few uh, ranked quarterbacks in the country as a composite five star. So you're getting uh, the highest rated and ranked one of that group, entire group coming in Howard. And then you look into 2023 and beyond. and, And that's sort of where it presses pause. Right, Billy, that that they have six. I checked this morning. They had no five five quarterback offers out to kids who are sophomores in high school so they're part of this 2023 class eli holstein out of zachary's on there arch manning at newman and then you've got a couple of a few national prospects all five of those offers came over a year ago so not only were they you know more than a year ago when you've gone now a year plus without actually in-person evaluations but you've got a new oc you've got a new past game coordinator They've had a lot of new offers go out, but I'm not surprised at all they haven't taken a commitment. And I think this summer will be big for that. So for people who are into recruiting and want to know about the quarterbacks and if it's going to continue uh, to look as good as it has and who that next piece will be, I think we probably find something out in June. They've just got a lot of those kids coming to throw. A lot of those you know quarterbacks more than any position, Billy, decide early. So it won't surprise me if moving out of the summer, Orgeron and Pete and the staff have come to a consensus of, Hey, look! Let's go ahead and push for you know this guy or that guy. Yeah,
1: it makes a lot of sense. And the thing about 2023 with Nussmeyer and uh, Walker Howard commit, you know, uh, on campus, and then and then also committed in Walker Howard's sense is, you know, I think you can get a real good sense, like you said, of of which guys you need to push for. I also think that early senior, that early junior uh, year eval. Uh, will be important. And, you know, there will be quarterbacks emerge. I mean, it's just the nature of the beast with the past year we've been through. Uh, will they find somebody else that that catches their eye uh, and they end up offering? I mean, they're going to bring in as many quarterbacks as they can for camp, uh, get guys on the radar, and and we'll see what happens. But, you know, just by the nature of having Walker Howard on campus, you know, there's going to be, it's going to be a tougher road to get somebody a lead in 2023, um, and we'll kind of see how it plays out. But, you know, the good thing for them is that, it looks like you know they'll. By the time the 2023 quarterbacks make their decisions, you're probably going to see, I, I would think, Miles Brennan or Max Johnson. You know, I, or I should say, one of these two guys between the starting quarterback competition are probably not on the roster. I mean, if Max Johnson is a starter, it's probably Miles Brennan, and that kind of clears things up a little bit more, uh, and and maybe leads to a little bit better situation recruiting in 2023, but. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see who they bring on campus, um, who they end up pressing for, who Pete likes. You know, he's getting his feet wet into the college. Uh, recruiting game and and certainly evaluating prospects. So I'm interested to see how he evals and uh, who he likes and what he likes in quarterbacks uh, from a recruiting perspective, because it's pretty easy when you've got Walker Howard committed and, and uh, uh, you know, in the class of 2022 already, but uh, how he evals, what he prioritizes and who he goes after is probably going to be really interesting to me uh, as we get into the, the years to come in recruiting at quarterback.
2: No, it's definitely going to be interesting. And like you said, Pete's being his first time kind of getting his feet wet with in-person evals, with them just having in-person evals again, uh, I think that they'll be eager to to put kind of the 2023 domino down, drop it, uh, if they can, if they fall in love with uh, someone in the month of June or at least kind of organize their board out to know who they want to go get. So we might not be far. Uh, Look, June 1st is, uh, gosh, just a little over a week away. Uh, and after that, it's camp season. It's in-person evals, everything that comes along with visits, and for these kids, 2023 kids, unofficial visits. Um, I think we hear something. That's that. I'll give it an early prediction that we we get a news of an LSU quarterback commit this summer. That's that's my per- prediction for 2023.
1: That. But would be something that I mean, that would to have them wrapped up, you know, before their junior year would be huge for just the position. And again, to start getting a jump on that 2023 class, because, you know, it's it's it just seems like recruiting gets earlier and earlier. You know, players want to be offered earlier and earlier. I mean, it's just ridiculous in a way. But
2: um, well, that would be that is on track. When did
1: Walker committed ahead of his junior year? Right. Yeah. Walker committed ahead of his junior and year.
2: Garrett yeah. committed ahead of his junior year
1: uh maybe no i'll have to go back and look i feel like garrett was right after uh his junior year um okay so then, in that and, range I,
2: I think this summer begins it right that's when kids yeah. we start to see those dominant drop
1: yep um he um may 4th 2020 so just ahead of his yeah because G- garrett kind of dragged it out i remember that uh, you know no offense garrett but he, uh he uh, he did uh, did drag it out a little bit. So just before his senior year, uh, May fourth, twenty twenty. That's right. Yeah. So um, yeah, I mean, I, we could see we could see it. You know, this summer if they get somebody they really like and get them on board, and you know they like them, you know, from a camp perspective and all of that. I mean, it, it can it can move quickly with quarterbacks. So that wouldn't shock me either. Uh, a, a, as far as that, I think Max committed in November um, of his junior year, and TJ was way early. Correct. Um, so, you know, anyway, uh, we have talked a lot about quarterbacks. We'll continue to talk a lot about quarterbacks, uh, over the summer and into fall camp and into the season. Uh, it's the position, uh, it's the biggest position on the team for a reason. So we'll continue to cover this quarterback race on go 247com uh, for Shea Dixon. I'm Billy Embody, and we'll catch you next time on the podcast. Feel free to leave us a rating, leave us a review. And follow the Go 24-7 podcast wherever you catch your podcast at. So hope everybody has a great week and we'll catch you next time.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better